It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, March 14th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is pretty stoked about the Phantoms right now, Russ. The Phantoms? I'm just reading about Aaron Rodgers, but I guess I'll get around to the Phantoms. (laughs) All right. Well, you better, because that's what we're talking about on today's show, along with some more thoughts about the Flyers' future and management. And a preview of our game tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnFlyers. That is where we post about our latest episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. We're going to have a mailbag segment tomorrow, so get those questions in locked on flyers is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts spotify apple and we're over on youtube you'll get all of our episodes here on the locked on podcast network and look for a youtube concert uh, contest in the future we're going to run a contest we are so uh, that is in the works russ i think the conversation continues to churn uh much to my chagrin based on the nemesis of the week from yesterday's show. Uh, Although that was more specifically about talking names for GM or other management positions, like specific names right now. Uh, But I think it's certainly worthy to continue the conversation about the strategy and what the Mm -hmm. team should be doing moving forward uh, right now, especially because the possibilities are wide open uh, we do have some additional uh, conversation coming from 32 Thoughts and Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. And, you know, some of it I agree with and and some of it I don't. Uh, but uh, there seems to be some sort of consensus out there among certain people that Danny Breer is going to get the GM job. I think that's uh, jumping the gun a little. I mean, bit. it is. I, I just did the hockey podcast with Kevin Allen, who talks to GMs regularly and said there's some skepticism around the league that that is actually the case. So I don't think anything is set. I've learned enough in life that if somebody is given the interim, they're given the interim for a reason. And the reason being either they're not sure about them or they want to see who shakes loose at the end of the year, like a Kyle Dubas could shake loose, like a Bradshaw Living could shake loose, like and will those names come through and be interviewed? Yeah, they probably will. And that's something that was talked about, but sort of like glazed over when everybody's sort of like, well, you know, Danny Brea is probably going to get this job. Well, we don't know that. We do not. I think, you know, the biggest note or one of the two biggest notes to come out of that conversation was that there were people who knew that a change was coming at the top but that the timing moving up was uh, not known to them, that certain people were kept in the dark about that. And you can guess and read between the lines as to who those people are. And given that there's a new executive in town, I think that, you know, 
I think that bodes well, honestly, that there isn't, you know, certain people who are always going to be the inner inner circle here and things could be changing. And I, I think that's the positive I'm going to take out of it. Um, you know, obviously nothing is guaranteed, like you always say, but I, I feel like that's the read I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you the read just from personal experience. Uh, when I was in management for a company, it was. Um, went bankrupt once, bought out once, sold once. And so I've been through it all. And I've seen how um, how things can be talked about and you think things are going to happen and then all of a sudden there's a corporate shakeup. There definitely could be a corporate shakeup with the Flyers at the end of this season where you, yep. you know, just looking at it like a corporation and not a hockey team, you could see that. And if that happens, then whatever things that were talked about beforehand, a lot of times they go by the wayside. That's what happens in corporate America. That could happen here, too. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've kind of been through the ringer with corporate America as well. So, you know, things can change very suddenly. Yes. And, and people who were deemed untouchable are certainly are suddenly now uh, on the outs. Yes. So. I, I I get that for sure. Um, I do also want to talk about what John Tortorella had to say at um, practice yesterday, uh, just because there were a couple updates, but also he talked specifically about the AHL mm -hmm. and player development, just related to our Phantoms Tuesday that we're going to have uh, on this show. And uh, first off, uh, Wade Allison is still day to day as of recording. Uh, Brendan Lemieux was at practice, but we don't exactly know what's going on with them yet. No, I mean, look, I, I saw the quotes and Torts is trumpeting Cam York and that's fine. Um, I'm still going to tell you for the two years with Lehigh, if Cam York is the one lone thing that comes out at the end of this year, like he's a guaranteed flyer next year, it's not enough. I'm sorry. This has nothing to do no. with Ian LaPerrier. I would tell you this. If I were the coach, I would, I would tell you I have failed to some degree because it's not enough. I don't think that's what he was saying, though. I think he was using Cam York as an example of something that has gone well this year. And he also mentioned that the, the call-ups in general were prepared for the call up and, and did well. Yeah, now we know what's just... been happening with Ollie Lixell, but I think he, he means it in terms of Tyson Forrester and Elliot Denoyer, that even if they wouldn't stick this year because of the circumstances and everything that he feels like they were prepared to join the flyers when they did and, and slot in. And I, th I think that's important. Too. I think that's a little bit of window dressing. I think it's easy to say that they're prepared is John prepared to play them on a regular basis? We've seen what's, what's happened. Like, Ali Lixo wasn't unprepared. He didn't even mention his name as an example. So I, I don't believe him. Sorry. Well, I, I believe there's a certain truth to it. Or maybe there's uh, a little truth. Sure, of, there's a little truth in everything. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Well, and, and the other part that he talked about, which I thought was important, where which is an observation that we have made on this show many times, is that there are certain guys who can play better at the NHL mm -hmm. level than they do at the AHL level, whether it's because of their personal style of play or the difference in style of play between the leagues. Um, you know, that some guys aren't puck chasers and they're not going to get into scraps. And so they are more likely to be successful at the NHL level because their positioning is better um, and their hockey IQ is better and they can their brain works as fast as the NHL. Right. 
And so he said that that's especially true for defensemen, in his opinion. And I would tend to agree with him. I mean, we saw, you know, Ronnie Adderd last season get, you know, some steady improvement in his block of games in the NHL at the end of last season. Um, and, and we have seen that multiple times before where defensemen come up and I, I think can sometimes play better in the NHL. In short spurts. Like Cam York's a different animal. Cam York came from an elite program playing with elite players all the time. He had training that Ronnie Adderd's never had in his in his whole career. And so I was not shocked that Cam York is going to stick. Nobody should be. Uh, right. Ronnie Adderd wasn't even called up recently. Like it's just so clearly um, – John Tortorella would rather play Justin Braun over Ronnie Adderd. He's proved that to me. He probably should have proved that to you too because um, he wasn't traded and he keeps playing. So John will say a lot of things. I've covered him for a lot of years. What John actually does is what I count. I don't count on a lot of what he says. Yeah, I just think that, you know, especially given the situation of leadership, it's important to listen to what he's saying so that you can compare it to what he does follow oh no i listen on, on i i says. believe me i i know everything he has said this year and i could tell you if we start going back and reviewing it you're not going to like the grade well i think we will be doing that <laughs> on this very show as the season comes to an end uh, in the meantime we have a game against the vegas golden knights tonight to talk about we're gonna get into that and start digging into phantoms tuesday coming up next we are deep into the nba season and it's the perfect time to download fanduel america's number one sports book new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the fanduel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained again I'm going to say bet on Joel Embiid to do some good stuff. He's been uh, pretty good recently. Maybe even MVP. Maybe, although I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> um, plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make of every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Russ, so tonight the Flyers are facing a very tough Vegas Golden Knights team. Uh, they were certainly busy at trade deadline, of course, picking up Jonathan Quick, who I think it's possible we'll see him in Seems net that tonight. Way. Yeah, just based on the fact that um, Aiden Hill has been day-to-day -day recently. Um, so they had to call up a goaltender. And Yuri so Patera. I've seen him play at the yeah. minor league level. He's a pretty good goalie. Like if the Flyers play against yeah. him, it's not a pushover, but I do think Quick will be in there. I think so too. Barbashev has slotted in on the top line with Eichel and Marcheso, which is, that's a killer line right there. That's a good line. There's speed, there's physicality. Uh, they're a line that can get behind your defense. They're a line that can beat you in the corners. They can beat you to the puck. And Vegas is leading the Pacific Division now. Uh, they, they took over 
They've won three games in a row, including shutting out Carolina four to nothing, which is that that is nothing to sneeze at uh, no. with a team like Carolina, as we know, having faced them recently, and we're going to see them again soon. So um, that is a pretty big accomplishment. They won an overtime versus Tampa before that, and. Um, uh, as we know, they just have so many offensive weapons and just smart, smart hockey players on that team that can use their size and their physicality really well. Uh, and, you know, I think as much as we say the East is much stronger this year than the West, I think of the Western teams, Vegas is, you know, one of the biggest threats. Oh, yeah, no question. I mean, you know, Jack Eichel's a threat. Phil Kessel's still a little bit of a threat. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, Riley Smith is a big threat because he's a guy that can score shorthanded goals. He's a guy that has great speed. He definitely gives the Flyers problems. They have big guys on defense. Nicholas Haig, Alex Petrangelo. These are big guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like White Cloud, too. I've, I've liked him for a while. So these are. this is going to be a fast, tough game. So, like, this is a game where the Flyers can't go 11-7. They go at 11-7, they're going to get beat bad here. Um, this is a game to put Kiefer Bellows in because he's big and fast. There's a lot of big and fast guys in this team, in this game. And this is one where since D'Angelo will be back, sit Justin Braun. This is one where you have to sit Justin Braun because of the speed factor. Right. He is just too slow to keep up with those guys. And, you know, I I really think that you got to give Kiefer Bellows the the chance here. Um, And it just makes sense again, you know, with, Tanner Lozinski back and all of that, you need to give him a line mate that is like worth something. Yes. Honestly. Yes. So that is what I would do, but uh, we'll see how the lines shake out tonight. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow to talk about that one. I want to shift into Phantoms Tuesday. It was a really interesting, but phenomenal week for the Phantoms, uh, as we know, they didn't have Tyson Forster or Elliot Denoye in their lineups on Friday and Saturday because of their call-up. Um, they did slot back in on Sunday when they were sent back down. Um, they did get Cal O'Reilly back in the lineup, the team captain. Um, he came back over the weekend, but he hadn't played since mid-February. Jordy Bellreve was back. Um, new signee Wills Molek has not been in the lineup yet. So we'll it's see just kind of weird. On. You would think that would have been his opportunity to get in. Like he's coming in hot from college, right? You don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, even if you miss a game or so, you practice, you would think he would have gotten in a game. Hopefully he'll be in next week. Um, Anisimov got a little banged up. So he was out of the lineup on Sunday. But all that being said, three wins um they now have five wins in a row and uh saturday was the thousandth win in phantoms franchise yeah, history which that's is great. which is pretty cool and um you know i would say saturday uh in particular was a was a rough one just it got there were some fisticuffs thrown there was a a game misconduct for somebody on uh belleville in that one and uh, it was their first overtime home win of the season for the phantoms which seems hard to believe but um they've been only winning on in overtime on the road for for this year yeah i was watching that one that's what cooper marodi had a hat trick and 
And and yep. I'm still a fan. I mean, back in the day in his draft year, I had him as a draft sleeper, and he did get drafted um, by the Flyers. And, you know, he's kicked around a bit. Uh, went to Edmonton for a little while. I still like him. I think he could play a little bit. Yep. Maybe he may not be fast enough for the NHL anymore, but he's definitely a good AHL player. He really is. And, you know, uh, on the backs of that hat trick, and we'll talk a little bit more about him in a sec, the the Phantoms are currently in fifth place. They're tied with Springfield, who has a game in hand on the Phantoms, though. Uh, Springfield themselves are on a three-game win streak, and currently they would face each other on the playoffs, which I think would be absolutely nuts in the best way possible. I think it's a good matchup based on how the, the season head-to-head has gone so far. Um, and we're starting to get some playoff clinching around the league. The Marlies are going to be the first in the East yeah. to clinch a playoff spot. I think they, they're they just four points out. Uh, Calgary Wranglers already did out West. They're the first team in the AHL overall to do so. Um, with this playoff run for the Phantoms, talking Cooper Marodi, he absolutely took over. And with you know those call-ups, there was some empty space in the lineup and needs to be met from an offensive yep. perspective. And you know the vets absolutely stepped up. So Cooper Marodi gets that Hattie on Saturday. None of those three goalies goals was a an empty netter, by the way, um, which he did score empty netters on Friday and Sunday. But he was AHL Player of the Week, six goals and three assists in three games. Like that's a hell of a weekend. Yeah, really good, really good. And I do want. To also caution people like who think because there's people out there now rachel i know you know this that think that sam urson is now better than carter hart slow your roll on that i mean sam urson's not even no. dominating you know the ahl yet so you know there's things and i get it you might say he doesn't have as good a defense but he has a pretty good defense for down there he does and there's there's still work to be done for with sam urson maybe years of work so i i do want to caution people on that yeah, I do want to talk about some of the other veterans, though, that did mm-hmm. or AHL players that did step up um, to kind of fill in the gap when some of the more potent offensive players weren't there. Uh, Adam Brooks, in particular, six assists for the weekend was a, a real good playmaker on the team. Garrett Wilson, um, a goal and three assists for the weekend. He is is one of those guys that causes trouble every single time oh, yeah. he steps out on the ice. But he's also producing right now, which yeah, I think, is. you know, it's it's good. He's like, a, I, w- I would say, given the last name, he's like a much less skilled Tom Wilson. Yeah. Garrett. You know, I, I want to just so. say this, and, and I feel this is legit. Next year, and again, this is presuming Adam Brooks would want to come back, he should have a chance to make the big team. I mean, he's only 26. He has played in the NHL. He has looked decent at times in the NHL, but he's never really had a chance. Uh, It didn't work out for him in Winnipeg, but he certainly looked good with the Leafs. It's not that long ago. I hope they don't discard him. I mean, you, you do need players to kind of fill in roles with the Flyers, and he could be one of them. Yeah, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. He has been playing steadily most of the season, but recently has has picked it up a little bit. And, you know, he could show up to camp and and make an impression. I think that is going to be the huge factor is like, can he carry some of the success he's had this season into camp next year and stand out in a way that maybe he hasn't before? Because he has speed. Like there's some good things mm -hmm. about him. Absolutely. But I think as the Phantoms, you know, pursue this playoff run, 
getting the experience for the key prospects is the most important part of it. That's what John Tortorella has been saying. And Danny Breer mentioned it as well. Um, you got to have guys around them to support it. And yeah. so that's why it's important for us to highlight some of these guys. Um, and yeah, Brooks has seen, played in a couple of NHL playoff games, just as an example. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen guys like Hayden Hodgson, who struggled this year, to be fair, but Hayden Hodgson and Max Willman, who are not permanent NHLers, but have stepped up in in call up situations as needed and, you know, sometimes provided some spark and some offense there. And so you always have to be on the lookout for guys like this on your AHL team. And, and sort of that's the big reason why we track them on on our show. But uh, there's still a lot more to talk about with the Phantoms. We got to do a special teams check-in because that's something that we've been focusing on a lot and talk more about some of the key prospects. And we will do that coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and Haley taking pills and vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With a delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, and focus. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's a scooping in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So looking at the special teams for the Phantoms, uh, one thing we've been lamenting, uh, much like with the Flyers, <laughs> is the power play. And it looked a little better this weekend. I think they can still improve, but they were one for three on Saturday and they only had one power play on Sunday and they scored on it. Um, Friday, they were 0 for three. But I think that on Saturday and Sunday in particular, the puck movement, looked better in the power play situation. And it just feels like they, you know, put things into a, an extra gear here with like more deliberate passing. So um, I have hope that maybe they're on the right track here, but I'm not going to count any chickens quite yet. No, I get it. I, I, I still need to see more goals get put in, but puck movement's mm -hmm. great. I mean, I just covered a Flyers game the other day where the puck movement was great and they still were over on the power play. Right. So, yep. You know, yep. You know how we know how it is. Yeah. And I think the penalty kill is uh, mostly good mm -hmm. still. I think they, they need to do a little bit better uh, staying out of the box again. That's you know, definite. That's, some, that's something we mentioned last week uh, in particular, that as you get closer and closer to the playoffs, um, I know these games get more intense, but at the same time, you can't get baited into stuff. And I would say Friday and Saturday, they got baited into stuff. Now right. there's a lot of coincidental penalties because of that, you know, like roughing 
penalties and such, but uh, especially Saturday, like I said, you know, Belleville got a player tossed. It got that bad. There were guys like burying somebody's head in the opposing penalty box. It was, <laughs> it was not great. No, but no. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least they were able to stop the, you know, stop the other team on the on the PK uh, most of the time. Um, and they had some really good goaltending to support them. Um, I've been a little worried about Nolan Meyer mm-hmm. recently, but his game on Sunday was really, really good. 27 saves on, on 29 shots, but some of those saves were absolutely incredible. And so, I, you know, especially with him not getting the majority of the starts, um, where he has to come in having not played for a whole week. You know, he plays like once a week max. I, I think that is a difficult situation for an AHL goaltender to be in. And so I, I was really pleased to see his performance on Sunday. Yeah, and he's still only 22. Like, he's young in the goalie game. Um, and if you believe reports, Rach, I mean, he could be the number one goalie in Lehigh next year if Carter Hart gets traded and Sandstrom and Urson are the goalies in Philly. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, could happen. We will obviously be talking more about that possibility toward the end of the season. But uh, yeah, I think that, you know, the goaltending in Lehigh is something that's extremely important to pay attention to, not just because of Samerson and his development and, and to keep an eye on it, because while he's had that success in the NHL, like you talked about, Russ, you know, it, it's not going to be like that like that is unsustainable so you got to just make sure that everything with him is trending in the right direction and that when he is a clunker of a game because he will have those that he can recover from them and so far he's been good at that Mm -hmm. but you know again things to keep an eye on especially if you're gonna if you're thinking about depending on samerson more into next season so looking ahead to this weekend's matchups, I think it's uh, really interesting because the Phantoms have two games um, against Hershey, who are ahead of them in the division. And then they play Wilkes-Barre Scranton again on Sunday because it wouldn't be a weekend without a game against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Right. But um the thing that's interesting seems like every weekend it does but having two games against Hershey is really tough when you're trying to continue this win streak and you're continue trying to continue keeping your position in the playoff race and and can we just talk about how hard it is to focus in a town that smells like chocolate like it just does the minute you drive into town <laughs> it does I'm not a chocolate person so that doesn't I even excite you even it. the smell of it doesn't you don't care no don't uh-huh. like it. Anyway, um, Sad. so I mentioned Springfield that they're tied with, right? And they're mm-hmm. neck and neck. Well, Springfield has two games this weekend against Providence, the other team above them in the standings. So both of those teams who are currently tied have a really rough, you know, difficult weekend mm-hmm. ahead of them. So it's not, you know, a given that they're going to lose ground here, but they really, you know, that just accentuates how important these games are. Yeah, you are stay on your Hershey. track, you keep winning, and then something good mm-hmm. could happen. Exactly. So that's why we're keeping an eye on all of this. But uh, yeah, should be an interesting week ahead. Of course, our Flyers fun thing for the week is the Cooper Marody hat trick uh, linked to a video of the game highlights there and they're all like really good scrappy 
goals, like really good vision on getting rebounds and second opportunities. And I think that's, you know, a kind of thing that's a role model that he can um, show to some of the other guys on the team and especially the prospects that you got to keep at it, right? That you don't just give up on any place. Yeah. I mean, look, he could have given up on his career. He didn't. And he's probably happy that he didn't because, uh, you know, maybe he'll get a second chance in the NHL. You never know. Yeah. All right. That will do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow with a recap of the game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Like I said, we're going to have a mailbag segment. So get those questions in. You can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NHL. It's every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. It's on the Locked On NHL feed wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.